welcome to the Research Works podcast. My name is Dr. Dana Poole and I get the privilege of bringing to you a very special series this week. I am here in Slovenia at the European Academy of Childhood Disability interviewing the researchers and presenters about their work. This is very exciting and I can't wait for you to delve into this whole research conference series. We hope you enjoy the series. Welcome back, everyone, to the Research Works podcast here in Slovenia, EACD 2023. And I have to say, it's been an exciting day already. This is our last interview for day two. And we have, actually, we'll call you a friend of the show because you've been on the show before. Actually, you were on the show in Perth when you visited. So welcome back, Dr. Lisa Mayer from the University of Leuven. Did I say it properly? Everyone's laughing at me. <laughs> it's okay. It was okay. Close shots. Okay. How about you say your name properly for everyone? Oh, my name is Lisa Mayu. <laughs> I felt like I said that. Yeah, it was, it was very close. It was very close. Uh, I'm so sorry. I feel like I've been uh, making my way through the conference, butchering everyone's names, but I've been trying very, very hard. Um, but once again, I want to highlight how incredible it is to be at a conference where the main language is English. And for a lot of people in Europe, this is their second language. So it's so impressive. Um, so I think... You know, in terms of your work, we followed your work for a little bit now. You're just a wealth of knowledge when you last came on to the show. And, and this time we want to present some of the work that you have on a poster. And there are so many posters down there. So I really encourage everyone to go and have a look. But this poster is really interesting. And I want to delve into it a little bit more with Lisa. The title of this poster is The Assessment of Grip Strength and Stereognosis in Preschool-Aged Children with and Without Unilateral Cerebral Palsy. So, Lisa, I know this is such a huge area of interest for you, but why specifically did you want to look into the assessment of grip strength and stereognosis in this group of children? Yeah, yeah we know that both grip strength and stereognosis are main determinants of upper limb function in older children. Um, we assess it regularly mm. in, in children from five years five year onwards. Wow, we know okay. that it's reliable to assess in, in those, from those age onwards. Yes. But we don't know how it is in younger children. And there is also increased intention of early intervention, early detection. Yeah. So we also need to have reliable and valid assessments as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, so that's yep. why we wanted to take those important clinical factors to yep. a younger age group and to see to what extent we could also assess grip strength yeah. and stereognosis reliably in, in, in the preschool aged Children. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So, what? How did you measure this in this group of children? Then let's look at, you know, I, when I when I think about assessments in young children, you kind of go, Whew, it's a it's a tricky one, but it's so important. So, yeah. yeah. How did you do it? Yeah, the gold standard for assessing grip strength is, um, or the most often used tool is the Jamar dynamometer. Yeah, yeah. But it's a quite heavy tool. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it measures in kilogram with incremental steps of two kilograms. So it's not very wow. sensitive. Okay, and sure. We even experience in um, the older children mm. that sometimes their force is just too little and you cannot measure anything. Right, okay. And when they're even small, of mm. course, they even have less strength because strength is related to, to age as well. Yeah. Um, so on the one hand, we had the Vigorimeter. Uh -huh. which is uh, a very light assessment tool. It, it uh, consists of rubber balls uh -huh. that uh, you have, I think, in three sizes. So for okay. children, you have a smaller size uh -huh. where they can just squeeze in. So it's quite ah, quite see. light in okay. weight yep. compared yep. to the Jamar. Yeah. And then we use the second tool, which is the Mio Grip. Okay. And that's um, 
a very sensitive tool. It has been used mostly in um, the population with neuromuscular diseases mm -hmm. like Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Oh, I see. Right. And it's very sensitive. It increases in steps with only 10 grams. Wow. Um, so it's very accurate and yeah. it was very interesting to use um, that assessment as well. Wow, fabulous. Uh, and then for stereognosis, that was the fun part for the children. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's important to, that they have their attention and their mm. cognition because it's not mm. easy to assess somatosensation in general yeah. in these children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. getting a reliable response. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. the thing, indeed. Yeah. Um, so what we did is we uh, picked six familiar objects uh -huh. for those children like a spoon a toothbrush okay. uh, a, a plastic duck a car yeah uh, we had six six objects in total mm -hmm. and they needed to or we picked four mm -hmm. of those six random okay and then we had them in pairs mm -hmm. so instead of that they needed to give us a verbal response they could pick they could also uh, point oh, fabulous. to this the, the second um, yeah. object yeah. which we put them in front of them because of course in two year olds yeah of course they might be not still developing yeah. their language definitely sure. if they have cerebral palsy they mm. might even be a little bit more mm. delayed or they're a bit shy of yeah. answering so that made it very easy but it's also a little bit of hide and seek game because <laughs> yeah, they true. needed to put their hands into a box and then feel what was inside okay. and then they needed to point to the right object yeah. so they really loved it and that was actually the part of the whole assessment that the children came yeah, relaxed and yeah. comfortable and yeah it's good that you've made an assessment so fun because yeah. then you hopefully get a more reliable response yes. and that's ultimately what we need and so you said then as young as two years was that the, your youngest group yeah. that was in so yeah. two to sort of yeah. four or five as preschool age yeah. is that what two to yeah end of yeah. five yes. yeah fabulous yeah and yeah. the assessments take long to do no mm. um the group forest itself if you choose one assessment uh, you have you, you can you are finished in five minutes mm. and also for the stereognosis part it's also can also be done okay. in five minutes so it's really really so it's good short. for the attention span of a yes, young person <laughs> wonderful yeah. and hopefully integrated into clinical practice so we can measure yeah, very easy yeah great yeah. so what were some of your results from this in terms of like yeah you know i think we kind of went through a little bit about they're fun to use and they can use it of you know five minutes but what else did you find we found that uh, for the grip force mm. that those assessment tools both of them were very reliable so we had excellent um, intra-class correlation coefficients of above uh, 90 wow. 90 so it Fabulous. was very very good really good yeah um, and specifically or to specify it was test retest reliability uh -huh. that we um, that we assessed there yeah so that was very good and that was very interesting and uh, we also find that uh, both assessments were able to discriminate between children with uh, cerebral palsy, unilateral cerebral palsy, and um, typically developing children. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, are they... Um is there like a guide to say what the difference of that might be or like typical development you'd expect so much? Like how, how do you sort no, of... No, that, that would have been an interesting step because uh, the study that we did was in fact in close collaboration with the University Hospitals ah, okay. Leuven okay. and okay. more specifically occupational therapist uh, Grite Kweker. Okay. And uh, so we did it in a, it, more of a bit of in a pilot study also to get a bit more feeling. Is it yeah. really feasible to do it from two years yeah. onwards or yep. is, is that already too, too <laughs> difficult? So yep. we only did two, 20 children yeah but I, what they would actually love to do is is to now have a, a bigger sample where you can indeed go to yeah. okay what 
what is what we expect in the yeah, typically sure. developing yeah. so that we can yeah. have a better idea to what extent mm. uh, children with unilateral cerebral palsy have uh, That's yeah, weakness. There's always a next step to research, always, isn't there? Always. There's always a next step. But yeah. this was an important step to go to this age and to know you can do it. Great intra-rater intra yeah. and, and in terms of test, retest reliability yeah. too. So I think there's nothing more frustrating than being a clinician and wanting to measure the outcome of something and not having anything valid and reliable no. that you can use. Yeah, <laughs> but a stereognosis is what it is. It was a little less, so we had yeah, moderate okay. ICC there. It was okay. uh, point, uh, 65 if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we have still work there yeah, to improve sure. it. Um, I, I maybe too too is too young. Yeah. Because they also need to have the cognitive ability yeah. to make a mental representation, yeah. and it can start from two years onwards. Yeah. But we only had two children of two years, right, okay. so um, yeah, yeah. That's there the is challenge, some though, stereognosis, though, isn't it? It's so yeah. it's so dependent on yeah. their response. Yeah, uh, there's no yeah. other real way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I mean, you've presented that so beautifully. What is your main take-home message for clinicians looking at using group strength and stereognosis yeah. for their kids? Um, yeah, I think. I think definitely for grip strength, I would use it within mm -hmm. the clinical practice. It's mm -hmm. fairly easy to use yep. um, to follow up progression of, of the child or a potential increase yeah. in therapy. And, Great. Um, you can yeah, measure the potential progression. Yeah. So I think that's very, very important. Yep. Yep. Also for the dominant side or the preferred side. Oh, okay. I didn't find differences with yep. respect to the preferred side between yep. the hands of a typically developing child and a child with cerebral palsy oh, interesting. Yeah. but in older children yeah. we do see differences yeah. that children with CP have less strength mm. also in their preferred hand compared to typically developing children mm. so it's not already happening in that young age group yeah, so we okay. need to find out from what age when? it yeah. starts to yeah. also decline yeah. and that uh, having also the myogrip who is very sensitive yeah. Oh, yeah we can try to find from what point that starts and yeah. then we can also treat Yep. Those are great tips. And it's so great to know that there's uh, other assessment tools that you can use because, yeah. yeah, I can, in my head, I remember the, the dynamometer. They're very, very heavy indeed. So it's really tricky. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that about your poster. I know yeah. so much work goes into a poster. So it's so lovely yeah. to be able to share this work with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity oh, again. It's an absolute to pleasure. Yeah. Absolute pleasure. And it's yeah. just another opportunity for me to say your name wrong, it seems. <laughs> but um, I'll get better and I'll get, yeah. I'll be better like, next time. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Although I got your name also wrong the first time. You got me back. That's fine. I, I can't complain. My goodness yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yes, no, thank you very much for all of that. And uh, to all of our listeners, again, I hope you've been enjoying that. That's the end of day two for us. So uh, tune in again for a whole bunch of episodes. Day three, someone next to me has just fallen over, but I think that was just a joke, but we're doing well. <laughs> uh, the joys of a live conference proceeding. This is awesome. All right, talk to you all again tomorrow. Bye. Thank you.